I, I again present the joke, uh, quote unquote, that anytime we enter a filler arc on this show, we just like accidentally end up dragging it out way longer than it needs to go to mirror the the like priorities of a filler arc. <laughs> because I don't think any of this was intentional, but it sure did happen again in a filler arc where we're just like. Ah! I guess it's been a month since we recorded. Listen, it's very simple. Last time it was basically a mid-season finale, right? It was, right? Uh, yeah. Bo- both with like the contents of the episode and also uh, just the placement of it in the season. And then we just happened to take a little break after the mid-season finale. And by break, I mean all of us trying to record and one of us getting a. Uh, something terrible happening on the day of or the day before and then having that be like a a little musical chair situation um, every time every day for (laughs) several months or several weeks it happens my favorite part was uh when my job decided hey uh no and then went um we're just gonna fire like everybody because they sure did do that they sure did fire like 30 40 people Mm. Not not ideal. Not great. Not great. That sounds bad for growth. Yeah, no, it sounds real bad. Uh, they fired the entire weekend shift, and then also me Ouch. and several other people. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. I simply love warehouse work. I, I hope to never actually have to work in a warehouse again, but we'll, we'll see, because it's probably going to happen. Fingers uh, crossed. Oof. Uh, that being said, uh, this is It'll Wash Out, uh, the long-forgotten, uh, time, uh, time-eroded Bleach podcast. Oh, so rusty. It's so rusty. Rustier than Steiner and Final Fantasy IX. Um, but, you know... Got his ass. (laughs) I'm your co-host, Florence. I'm your co-host, Sam. And I'm host win and boy howdy we've got some episodes that i hardly remember because i took these notes last week <laughs> it's okay not a lot happens true true very little happens very little happens moving I, people into position is important but that's mostly what this is it, this is true um i guess we can go ahead and get started with episode 180 
the princess's decision, the sorrowful bride. Man, it's good to be back. What the hell was going on? Well, you know, Ichigo fought Hanza, and the group took care of the rest of the Bakoto users. And then in Soul Society, Amagai worked more on getting, like, the Gote 13 to work more closely together. And, you know, Kibuna is just being super suspicious and evil. In Soul Society, we see several girls working on an outfit for Kanogi as Kamoi comes in. Kamoi tells him the outfit suits him, while Kanogi asks if Rurichio is really coming, as he doesn't want to go through the wedding ceremony alone. Which, how would you do that? How would you go through a wedding ceremony if the bride isn't there? Uh, not an entirely unheard of proposition. <laughs> and from what I understand, it feels real bad for the groom whenever it happens. I'm right. sure. Also, it's my understanding that this is something that uh, Kumoi has sort of accounted for in as much as he has prepared a stand-in. He immediately says, there'll be a stand-in. Oh, okay, yeah. That's no true. one will know this the difference. True. Uh no, I don't he he doesn't say stand it. He says, Don't worry, everything's been prepared. I was oh. watching in English, right? <laughs> okay. And the the English translation sort of implied that there was uh Oh, they just say because I I know they <clears throat> the next scene they're talking about stand ins, but I thought Kumoi was like, Oh, don't worry, she'll be there. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe he did say. Maybe he was talking about standings to someone else when he says, "Yeah, no one will know the difference." It's it's very possible. Uh, he does assure Kenogi that uh, Rudy Chio will be here, and Kenogi's just like, "Hmm, weird how confident you are in that." Oh well, I guess I won't question it. Um, in the human world, Yorichi confirms that the wedding ceremony between Rudy. Wow, I can't. What are notes? The wedding ceremony between Rurichio and Shu Kanogi is moving forward. Kenryu explains that Kanogi is Rurichi's fiance, and Yorichi explains the rumors of Kanogi having already been installed as head of the Kasumiyoji clan, so it's likely they will rush to the ceremony to make it official. Urahara suggests there might be use of a stand-in for Rurichio, and Yorichi explains that nobles and commoners alike will be invited to the Kasumiyoji grounds to witness the marriage. Kenryu's frustration grows, and Yorichi confirms the wedding is in two days. The group is upset with the lack of time, and we learn Orihime is hard at work healing Uryu and Chad. Urahara asks about the Pakoto, and Ichigo explains the gist of what they do. For once, Urahara doesn't know jack shit about this. <laughs> it is pretty funny. It's pretty good. He doesn't know anything about the Pakoto, and it's kind of refreshing, honestly. It also felt extremely funny to me to be like, also, the reason Orihime is not at this meeting is because she's one room over healing uh, Chad and, I and Ishida. It's going to take forever, y'all. They're going to, I can't, you know, they're not going to be in any other fights for this arc, I guess. It's going to take at least 12 episodes. <laughs> they're just like, okay, we're just writing them out of the arc now. <laughs> it's okay, I guess. I mean, I, I, will, I, I will give Bleach this. At least it's honest this time. <laughs> like, it's just pretty upfront. It's like, yeah, no, we don't really wanna. So they're just, they're gonna be over in this room for the next, you know, however long. Um, 
Kenryu and Enryu comfort Rudy as she worries over Uryu and Chad, and even with Orihime joining in, she stays tearfully silent. That is, until Orihime asks if she wants to help with towels, at which point Rudy nods and joins her. Orihime thanks her, and Rudy apologizes for being so helpless, which Orihime assures her is not her fault. We cut to Rudy sitting on the roof with teary eyes as Ichigo joins her. Uh, I do actually really like the scene where Rudichio, like, helps. Like, I think that's sweet. It, it It's not, like, there's not much to it, but I just want to be like, yeah, no, I like the scene, it's sweet. Um, but when Rudy's on the roof, uh, with teary eyes, Ichigo sits next to her, and she wipes her tears away. Um, and Ichigo's like, damn, bitch, you were on the roof last time, too! This is starting to become a habit. It really is. He tells her Uryu and Chad didn't get hurt because of her. She tells him he's wrong, but Ichigo tells her he's not. Ichigo explains that Hanza came to fight him personally. Uh, Rui knows that she knows Kimoi sent them, and that his goals involve getting rid of her and taking over her clan. Uh, and Ichigo's like, You knew? <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we just making Tim Allen noises now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. God. Um... <laughs> Uh, Ruri's like, yeah, no, I've known for a long time, and that everybody tried to keep quiet so that I wouldn't worry. And then she bursts into more tears, and Ichigo's like, well, you know, they all chose to protect you of their own volition, and, you know, it's part of my job as a substitute soul reaper to keep people like you from running around. So, you know, don't cry. It'll be fine. He puts a hand on her shoulder while holding his substitute badge in his hand, and she touches a hand to his, thanking him, and it's all sweet. And then she grabs his badge and throws it off the roof before kicking him off, too. I this... cheered, honestly. <laughs> Such we, a good moment. We stand a queen. <laughs> um, but she asks for forgiveness before pulling out a small blade that opens to Senkaimon. And it's like, damn, she can just do that? <laughs> yeah, that's how they got here in the first place. They're like, true. What's the deal with this private Senkaimon? And then it kind of faded into the background for a while. And I guess I, we're getting I, an answer now. I'm just like, I'm I'm struggling with the logistics of this. Because, like, private Senkaimon, sure, 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 sure. I, I can accept this uh, for a rich, noble family or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Why does Ruri have the blade that opens it if Kenryu and Enryu aren't watching her constantly? She has a blade that can open it. She doesn't have True. the blade that opens it. Fair, 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 fair. It's just like, God, you'd think. You know, it's it's probably, hey, if you're in danger and both of us are dying, you have the knife, you can use it to run back home. You know? I guess I can accept this. I, I guess that's acceptable. Um, She thanks Ichigo and everyone else for all their effort, but tells Ichigo that she can't trouble them any further. So, to stop her from troubling them any further, she's gonna go take action herself and take back the Kasumiyoji clan. Uh, the others burst out of the building as Rudy goes through the gate. Kenryu demands Ichigo explain what's going on, and Ichigo's like, there's no time! Uh, he goes soul mode and tells Kenryu to open the Senkaimon, but he can't. Uh, Kenryu explains Rudichio must have locked the gate from the other side, and that without a key, they can't get through. 
Uh, Yoroichi tells Ichigo to calm down, since if they went through that gate, they'd be playing into a trap anyway. Um, Urahara's like, so, uh, why did the little girl go? And Ichigo's like, well, you know. He he just explains what she told him, basically. It's those um, frickin' dogs in Congress. <laughs> uh, Rukia asks what her plan is, with Kenryu suggesting she maybe plans to go through with the wedding. Um, Ichigo's like, I don't think that would work, um, and tells Rukia to open a gate. She does, and Orihime tells Ichigo to be careful while she's not in the rest of the season. Um, and he tells her to take care of Udi and Chad, who will also not be in the rest of the season. Goodbye, I'm going to get re-kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> my, it's, a, it's a good thing. I was running out of, like, vacation hours. Time to go back to my job of being a damsel in distress. You know, I I wasn't really on board with the Iran car and the Espada at first, but, you know, they've got a really good PTO deal. So. Yeah. My God. They don't have healthcare, though. That's why they need Orihime. <laughs> She is the healthcare. She's the benefits. <laughs> oh, don't like that. Don't no. like wording it like that. No, no. I, I realized immediately after I said it. Nope. Cursed. She's just the healthcare. It's fine. God. Yeah, but maybe they'll show up in the finale. Maybe. Um. So Yoruichi and Urahara reminisce about the challenge ahead. And then we get a cut to Rurichio as she arrives at the Kasimioji estate. The guards announce her arrival, and Kamoe welcomes her home. Soon after, Rukia, Ichigo, Kenryu, and Enryu arrive through the Senkaimon, and the guards ask them to wait while they verify the entry. And Ichigo's like, what? No, we, ha- we have to go. And Rukia's like, Ichigo, we have to comply. <laughs> There's a bureaucracy here, Ichigo. We have to comply. She's like, listen, do you want to run over to the noble's place, or do you want to run over to the noble's place with 17,000 cops on your tail? <laughs> She's got a point! <laughs> like, she's not wrong. Kenogi apologizes to Rudishio for becoming lord in her absence, and Ru- Ruri's just like, eh, it doesn't matter. I have no desire to be head of the clan. Uh, Kenogi remains upbeat, suggesting they'll be together forever from now on. And that also, maybe she looks t- like a corpse. She does yeah. look like a corpse. She got foggy eyes now. Yeah, she's got anime foggy eye syndrome. Um, so you know she's just like absolutely em- she's experienced ego death. Um, so Kenogi's like maybe we should play a game, but yeah, no, she looks like a corpse. Uh, Ichigo asks why it took so long to get past the guards, and Ruki explains that they were lucky no problems arose since they went through without a pass. Uh, Kenryu states the ceremony is tomorrow, and that it'll get Ruichio out as the top remainer among Rui's aides. They arrive at the Kasumioji gates, and Kenryu asks for entry, stating, Ryusei Kenzaki and Ruzaburo and Kugawa wish to enter. Uh, and I was taken completely fucking aback by the fact that they have actual names. As was everyone else. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. As was everyone in the show proper. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just like, oh, okay, they just have names. Um, so several guards uh, are behind the gates, because they do manage to get the gates open, uh, and they're like, Kenryu, Enryu, you are suspected of having abducted the princess. 
the crew, the group just immediately makes a hasty retreat. Oh, no, sorry, hold on, I'm checking my notes here. Can you explain it as a tactical attempt to regroup as they escape underground? Ichigo is surprised they have a place like this prepared, but Kenryu explains it's common for nobles. Kenryu starts to explain they can use the passages to get it. Wait, no, hold on, I have to wrap, wrap it back around here. One second. If this is such a common thing for nobles, why do none of the fucking guards think to check the underground noble passage? Well, maybe they don't know specifically about it. It's possible that they just have hidey holes and whatnot. Yeah, it's a higher up noble thing. I guess that's true, right. but I I would think you have that to be like at least a level four guard to be aware of this. No, that's like if, fair. If there's someone who's in charge who knows about these things and is not ordering an investigation, um, they fucked up and should probably. Uh, I mean, they should keep their job because I think it's great if you make it easy for this sort of thing to go down. But <laughs> their boss probably wouldn't be happy. Yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking either A, Kamoi just doesn't fucking know about this, or he does know and he doesn't care. No, Kamoi definitely knows, because he probably uses them to go whenever he's, like, changing into his evil outfit. When, he, when he's going Palpatine mode? Yeah, when he goes Palpatine mode and goes talks to the ninjas. And he obviously, <laughs> yeah, doesn't one of really these. care. Yeah. Based on what <laughs> happens in the end of this episode and the next one. Yeah. God. It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. For uh, unlimited power. <laughs> Kenryu starts to explain that they can use the passages to get in, but Ichigo says the place is heavily guarded, and that rather than search blindly, they should wait until tomorrow when they know where Rudichio will be, which is honestly a very reasonable fucking... It's a plan. It's a good plan. Um... Kenry agrees, stating nobody could disagree if Rudy were to denounce Kumoi in front of the general public. Um, Ichigo says, in their efforts to protect her, we all ended up treating her like a child and pushed her into a corner, and that's why she came here. So they should wager on her resolve. Uh, yeah, Ichigo she's been saying ha- that for weeks. <laughs> she has been saying that for weeks. Every time uh, she has a conversation with anyone, she's like, please stop treating me like I'm a literal baby. You can trust me yeah. to, like, do a little bit. So, yeah. You know. I do, She's like, I'm a child. I'm not stupid. I love that Ichigo here is like, wait! I figured it out! <laughs> As if we haven't all been told yeah. this. It's really good. The exact thing that she's been constantly complaining about came true. Whoa! Holy shit. Foreshadowing, right? It's not It's not foreshadowing. It's no, just it's that just a blatant... plain statement of character motivation. <laughs> god um but anyway uh Ichigo Sin Bleach he knows that the key to winning at Bleach is to wager on resolve so Kenry agrees to get them to the mansion tomorrow uh the next day many people arrive at the Kasumioji estate as Rudy and Kanogi are escorted to the venue her eyes like they have been since arriving are faded and lack any joy as she and Kenogi arrive. Yeah, they put her in the resolve draining machine, so that was a botched gamble. <laughs> I, I I do think it's very funny that uh, Ichigo's like, we should wager on her resolve, and the second she got back to Soul Society, all her resolve just drained out of her body. The bounce came back, but this time they drain resolve. Right. Um. So, <laughs> uh, Kamoi appears to be officiating the wedding, 
Uh, and then it's declared complete. <coughs> Kenogi is smiling, but Ruri is still dead inside. On a balcony in front of a huge crowd, Kenogi is announced to arrive shortly with his new bride. The two arrive, and the crowd cheers. Kenogi is ecstatic, telling Ruri they're all rejoicing over the marriage. And then Ichigo's group arrives, and he yells out Ruri Chiyo's name, drawing attention from the crowd as the group flash steps towards the balcony. Ichigo yells for Ruri to listen to him, but she's unresponsive, almost catatonic, as Kamoi grins to himself, seeing they've fallen into his trap. And then Soifan and the stealth force arrive, calling out Ichigo's name, and the episode ends. Oh, joy, the cops are here. Yeah, no, like, they got the copiest cop of the Soul Society to show up here, so, I, you know. I think so much about how conceptually I like Soyphone. However, yes. <laughs> everything so, about so- her position in society and the things she constantly chooses to do makes me resent her a great deal. I'm in the same boat, because I think, I, I look at Soyphon, I see her, and I go, damn, she's cool. And then I remember she's the copiest cop to ever cop. And then I'm like, oh, yep. no. <laughs> yep. Like, Yoroichi is Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss complimentary, and mm-hmm. Soifan is Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss derogatory, derogatory, derogatory. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Suzume Bachi is actually Japanese for thin blue line. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Uh, well, that's it for It'll Wash Out. Uh, the show's been cancelled as Quinn has just killed me. <laughs> uh, I appear to be bleeding out, um, so, uh, I'm just gonna collapse onto the ground here, um, uh, god, I wish I had, like, something to do, like, good foley work or something to make it sound like I'm just, like, falling over. Like, I- that joke was almost as violent as the tweet I saw yesterday saying there's only 35 days before 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't like that. Uh, that being said, if there's not a spark four, uh, by the way, uh, I don't know how much of the spark the electric jester talks is gonna make it into the episode, but uh, go play spark the electric jester three, uh, and then if there's not a spark four by uh, 2020, 2025, uh, I'm flying to Brazil and I'm gonna have some words with the developer. Maybe he'll get to work on the next Sonic game. <laughs> Honestly, he should. Nintendo hire this man. Nintendo? (laughs) Okay, anyway, what was the end credits bit, Sam? So before we get to the post-credits scene, we have the during credits gag, which is really fucking good. Okay, alright, I'm ready. (laughs) Because Ichigo's like asking, hey, um, on the Forbes, we had to get a sponsor? Like a guarantor? Who'd you put? And Rukia was like, oh yeah, no, I put my brother. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but that also means that, like, if we cause problems, uh, it'll be his neck on the line. So, you know, don't cause problems. And Ichigo's like, Rukia, we, we're coming here to cause problems on purpose. <laughs> that is the stated goal of our visit. <laughs> She's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. That's really good, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm into this. Yeah, that's, that, mm, good, good, as it should be. And then we get the actual post credit scene where Dondachaka and Pell are, uh, Peche rather, are bored and they've got nothing to do and they're just like over there in Xyloporo's lab and they're just like, oh man, we're so bored. 
Then Renji beats the shit out of him because like, come on, guys, they could, you know, we have to be ready to go at any time. Like, yeah. And then Pel uh, Peche is eager to show off his ultimate weapon, and he starts slapping his crotch. And Dantachaka's just excitedly yelling. Are you combining Peche and Nell here? Uh, no, I'm thinking of other characters called Pell. Gotcha. Okay. And for some reason, I just wrote Pell every time I would normally write <laughs> Peche. Incredible. Which is weird, because Peche is a French word. It means sin. Oh my god. And also fishing. Also the verb to fish. The, okay. French? Whack. They, ha- they have a different accent on the E, you see, so it's a completely different word. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. But also, who are the biggest sinners, if not the fishermen? <laughs> this is true. Uh, y- this is especially funny because what I was doing right before hopping into the call was uh, fishing for collectibles because my new goal in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is to become both a trade and combat mentor, such as my good friend Sam uh, from the famous podcast It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Ro- Rewatch podcast. Yeah, join me. I will join you. I'm, I'm working join on it. Join me I, in ineffective mentor superiority. Exactly. I I, hmm. I only need, like, 200 more gathered collectibles, and then, like, 700 more comms, and then I'm good. I'm good. Uh, anyway, this episode was okay. I had not many issues with it, but I also didn't really have many hype moments or anything. Yeah, it was just, you know... We had a mid-season finale, so now's the setup for the rest of the thing. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, anyway, uh, let's cut to break. Then let's get right back into it with episode 181, The Princess's Decision, The Sorrowful Bride. That, that's the name of my episode. Is it? It is. Oh, All right, name- this, one ha- this one has something to do with, like, Soifan being a piece of shit, right? It's the second division sorties. Each go is surrounded. Yeah, this is what I said. <laughs> So, at the start of this episode, the peasantry are in a panic, and Ichigo tries to get close to Rui, but Soifan stops him. Uh, Rukia tries to explain, like, what's happening. Ichigo decides to, like, don't worry, I've got this. And he just gives a really heartfelt speech at Ruichio. He's like, hey, like, do whatever it is you want to do. We're, we're your friends. We're going to support you. Like, we'll help you do your objectives. And, you know, you got to do what's right for you. And Ruricio, still with, like, the eyes of a dead fish, turns around and she's like, What the fuck are you talking about? How dare you? Who are you, even? Arrest them. (laughs) Clasp him with the chains. She said. God. (laughs) Uh, So before they all, they all get got, Enryu jumps super high, like, he jumps comically high in the air. He's got, like, a Saiyan aura as he jumps mm-hmm. up towards the sun. Uh, and then he unleashes his Zanpakuto, which is just a pair of giant chained hands. And he slams down onto the building they're on and breaks the entire building in half. 
And in the confusion, Rukia, like, engages Soifan and stops her from going after Ichigo. He goes after Ruichio, and she just says, she doesn't know who the fuck he is. And as he's, like, explaining to Kenoki, uh... Quote, Ruricio, quote, stabs Ichigo. Dun, 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 she was his body double this whole time. <laughs> Whoa. Holy shit, Leech. You really got me this time. Extremely funny to just ha- <laughs> see, like, from behind Ruri, see, like, a third arm extend from her chest and stab Ichigo. It's clearly I... just one of the assassin design arms. Like, it's one of the assassin guys. Just yeah. puts a kunai in him. <laughs> I, I think my favorite part about all of this is that, like, after, like, the first time, she's like, I don't know who this kid is, and, like, acts weird. I, I do think it's very funny that Ichigo had completely forgotten about the time there was a full-grown man stuffed into the suit of a <laughs> tiny child. <laughs> it's like, this happened last time you were here, Ichigo. You just completely forgot. <laughs> He's he a growing like, boy. He doesn't have time to remember all of this. He's like, listen, that guy got slapped by Zoraki. What are the odds that there's a second guy who can do that? <laughs> what? They put another guy in a child suit? <laughs> He's like, that must have been a unique Sapakuto ability, obviously. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Rukia is like still pushing back against Soifan. She asks for leniency, but you know. She's the copiest cop who's ever copped. And also, she's a captain. So, she kicks Rukia through a building. <laughs> and then goes after Ichigo, telling her, like, how disappointed and how much promise she thought he had. <laughs> yeah, so okay. Are you trying to recruit him? Like... Okay, well, hold on here. Because, like, I feel like... And I know this is due to it being filler, but I feel like we have the most inconsistent characterization of Soifan ever. Because I remember in the movie last time, like... When we, when we watched Diamond Dust Rebellion, she could not stop talking about how much she fucking hated Ichigo's guts. And, yes. and then this time she's like, damn, you had so much promise. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you've never liked this kid. <laughs> Maybe that's just how she talks about people she likes that aren't uh, Yoroichi. <laughs> I guess. Uh, at this point, Omaeda wakes up, her vice captain, and he's about to cause problems for Rukia, but Kenryu and Enryu, like, show up and they handle him and squad two. So Ichigo continues trying to get Soifan to understand, but then she fighting game combos him for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she starts juggling him and stuff. <laughs> She's burst canceling a couple times, it's crazy. God. <laughs> yeah, she's I- doing some tag combos with herself, like... My favorite thing about Bleach is how every single time that they come to Soul Society to deal with some fucked up shit, uh, everyone in Soul Society is like, okay, but I don't believe you, and we're gonna fight against you, actually. Yes. Surely this time Ichigo is wrong. (laughs) Yeah, surely this time he can't be trusted. The guy who's done nothing but try to help. Uh, Rukia, like, unleashes her Zenbakuto, which- er- Soifan unleashes her Zambakuto, and they're about to fight, but then Rukia unleashes her Zambakuto and just shoots out a giant wave of ice that splits up the, the fighting. Uh, so her and Ichigo are about to leave. Kanogi's like, no, go this way, it's safer, and then they leave with him. They do Which do I that. Was, I, like, I do like that 
when Ichigo came up to, like, the fake Ruichio, he was talking to Kenogi, just being like, you are her groom. Do you not see how weird she is right now? And he's like, you I thought the vibe like... was off, but I thought that was just, she was being weird. I thought you know, she put in contacts. <laughs> she put in the dead eye contacts, and, you know, I, I, that, I didn't think much else of it. I just figured it was the new fashion. I don't keep up with it. I'm a boy. Buddy, I'm 11 years old. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best answer he could have given, though. You're right. Uh, So at this point, Squad 2 is, like, encircling the mansion, and they're pretty sure that uh, Ichigo and Ko are still inside. And then Kumoi shows up, and he's like, hey, 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 secret police, please, stay the fuck off the premises. Don't worry, we'll smoke them out, but uh, no cops inside. No reason, don't worry about it. Just, you know, no cops. <laughs> it's so fun is, you know, just like, alright, I guess. Derogatory. God. Inside the mansion, Kanogi wants to help Ruichio. He wants to protect her, and he feels really bad for being used as, like, a tool in a political marriage. Because, like, he really likes Rui. Like, he likes her. He loves her. And uh, so he wants to come up with a plan to try and help her. Soifan and Omaida are still outside with all their officers, and then gets word that Ichigo showed up at the back gate. And when they run over, we see Ichigo walking out with Kanogi and his sword, like, directly under the kid's neck. (laughs) It's an excellent plan. Soifan, let us pass. Don't try to follow us. She's like, I guess I'll just have to believe that you're the kind of person who would do this. Yeah. Again, I think that fundamentally Bleach is a story about playing a video game where the, like, trust and respect mechanics for all the NPCs are broken, and every time the space deloads and reloads, everyone's um, attitudes (laughs) are set to zero again. They reset their trust meter, you're right. God. You're 100% correct. It's times like these... That I remember that T.J. Kubo is the guy who designed some of the outfits for Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I'm like, damn, this guy really just cares about things looking cool, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, I know there's a filler arc, but I just feel like that's important to note. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. At this point, uh, they have a captain's meeting, and Uchita, okay is, uh, Ukitake is like, oh, bruh, that can't be right. <laughs> you're, you're saying weird things now. And Amagai is like, um, who the fuck is this Ichigo kid? <laughs> Why do y'all care? Oh, you're all friends with him? I'm gonna go fight him then. This, clearly, this is the, if he's friends with every single one of you and he's causing problems, I have like no he has problem fo- killing this fool. I'll go, I'll go kill him <laughs> like, for free. You don't even have to pay me like- for this one. <laughs> Oh, he's the savior of Soul Society two times over? Clearly all of you are too biased to go fight him, so I'm just gonna go fight him with a clear conscience. God. I'm gonna sleep like a baby. And, uh, by the way, we should all be working together on this. It shouldn't just be me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Soifan starts also to mention, like, Oh, also, by the way, Kumoi is, like, shady as hell and kind of weird. And even Ichigo was, like... 
I know that I'm really hard on the kid. Ichigo was, like, kind of acting like there's something's up. So, you know, maybe we should look into it. And then Boss Cop, the even more coppest cop of all cops, is like, whatever, I don't care. Go arrest Rookie again. Yeah, no, he's basically like, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? I want to imagine that Yamamoto is just reaching that age where he's, like, he's really just starting to struggle to remember, like... Ah, Ichigo, that kid. Yeah, no, he's great. And instead he's like, a kid? In my soul society? Get him out of here. (laughs) Unfortunately, now Yamamoto has become Joe Biden in my brain. I can't stop imagining him saying, Soda! (laughs) (laughs) Now, clearly, he's uh, actually Buri Tenmaru from uh, SD Gundam Force, uh, who shows up as a Small version of the John Bull Gundam. Get it? Because Booty Ten Maru is just Britain Maru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just shows up at first yelling that we can't trust this person. And that's all he says because he's like a little senile old man. God. I. <laughs> uh, Yamamoto Biden is gonna stick with me, I feel. <laughs> All right, now that I've got my GGP uh, reference out of the way, <laughs> uh, we switch over to the Squad 3 barracks, and Kira's, like, asking about the report that they'd been given. He And then he's like, okay, um, if this involves the Kasumi Yoji clan, I, I gotta come clean, my guy. Kibuto's been doing some real sketchy shit. He's been sneaking around, meeting up with this with this clan. He's gone into their place a couple of times. He lies about it. He explicitly was recording some stuff. He tried to kill his squ- his squad mates. And I'm a guy's like, my boy, nah. Doubt dot JPEG. Literally doubt dot JPEG. <laughs> Anyways, we'll do we'll deal with this later. He's like, there's probably something up, but uh, just keep an eye on him. Step one is capturing Ichigo, it's fine. <laughs> God. Great, wonderful. And that's where the episode ends. It uh, sure is. I So, like, as normal, I typically open the wiki to, like, follow along, just so I'm like, oh yeah, I can remember what happened. The, the description for this episode is a single paragraph. Yeah, sounds about it right. It is literally, like, Seven sentences, something like that. This is a single yeah. paragraph of content stretched over 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah, very hap- very little happened today. Um, and then in the post credit scene, we get another continuation of the Shinigami Men's Association having dilemmas. Uh, Iba wants to invite a big shot, so the women's Shinigami Society stop walking all over them. And Uchitake says, Ukitake, Ukitake says, uh, why don't I ask around? And then we cut to him holding a box of sunglasses, asking Byakuya, and that's why you should join the board of dir- absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. It's good. I love the men's association. Love the women's association. Never stop giving. He's like, you meet in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's a fancy bathroom. I'm in. <laughs> Ukitake is too shy to say, if you were part of our association, we wouldn't have to meet in the bathroom. 
Then we could meet in one of your 17 estates. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could sell one of your fucking hairpins and we would get three buildings to meet in. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I counted. There are a total of nine sentences in this paragraph. To be fair, that's oh, a lot of sentences for a paragraph. That's true. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned from Just King Things and everyone else who has taken up the shtick, because it's a really, really good co- podcasting shtick, you can go far with five sentences. This is true. You can go real damn far. This is very true. I, they sure did describe the stand in five sentences, and they weren't wrong. God. Well, that was Bleach. We did it. We did the Bleach. We did an episode. Now, hopefully, knock on wood, it's not our episodes aren't going to, like, get corrupted. I would actually... I would cry. I would cancel the podcast entirely. That I, I would, would suck really bad. I would just be like, at this point, God is telling us no. No more. It's like, get out of the Amagai arc. Go, like, just skip. Do not pass go. Start at the next Iron Car episode. <laughs> Bye! I guess I'm done. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Quinn! (laughs) God. Uh, Yeah, no, like, uh, both of these episodes were serviceable. You can find me (laughs) on Twitter at Lavender underscore pause. You can find the show on Twitter at Bleachcast. Um, blah, blah, blah. I sometimes do Twitch stuff at Lavender Pause. Um, yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. You can find me on co-host at SLJ. I think I made a page for the show at Bleachcast on co-host. You know, I am I, I, realizing as, as you were saying this that, yeah, honestly, yeah, I should probably just do co-host stuff. I don't use Twitter anymore. I don't really use co-host that much anymore e- either. But um, I, I guess at that point... Uh, Quinn, if you want to get your stuff out of the way, go for it, and then I'll just do my stuff. Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Quinn. You can find me on Twitter at MonkeyPieQuinn. That is M-O-N-K-I-P-I-Q-U-I-N-N. I'm going to be there till the lights go off, probably. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, honestly, like, I use co-host sometimes. Um, I have to actually check what the fuck my co-host is. Uh, I think it's just Lavender Paws, but let me log in and double check on that. Um, but honestly, I've been using t- Tumblr a lot more. I was there for the entirety of the fucking Goncharov debacle. Um, yeah, no, I'm just at verse on co-host. But on uh, Tumblr, you can find me at Floral Espers. And uh, that should do it, I think. Uh, I hope y'all have a great week or a great month or however long it takes before uh, God decides we can record another podcast. Hmm. Um and uh, stay cool, Chads. Remember, we have to be ready. We could be called into action at any time. <laughs> and remember, if you don't vote for me, you ain't a Shinigami.
鼓膜を叩く伝う言葉が胸を震わす飛び交う光ねじくれる影暴れ回る現職のリズム立ちくらむ真夜中に何もかもを手放して痛み「開かれた目で二度とない空気をかみしめて」「気がついた幻に今にも崩れそうでも」「心が叫び続けるなら」「どこにも間違い朝や